Ahlan wa sahlan. Welcome to the Oriental Cafe, a podcast where we will sit at the same table to explore the fascinating worlds of Egyptian dance, personal empowerment and halas, life. I'm your host, Joana Saira, world-renowned oriental dancer, teacher, choreographer and author, the creator of the pioneering Joana Saira's World and Joana Saira's Online Dance School. I will meet you at the Oriental Café every two weeks alone or with a guest sharing intimate yet universal conversations. In agreement or disagreement, we will create bridges and inspire each other because the world is only one and so is our human soul. Ready to fall in love? Yalla bina! Welcome to the official start of the Oriental Cafe podcast. This is episode number one with the most special guest I could ever think of. This first guest is very intentional. He is my husband, my love, and also my favorite person in the world and one of the most intelligent, interesting, and kind human beings I've ever met in my life. So I am pretty sure you are going to have such a treat in this first episode with a guest, the first of many fabulous guests we're going to have on board. So first of all, I want to welcome my husband, Miguel. Thank you. Obrigada. Hello, everyone. <laughs> and... I am going to start the episode with Miguel the same way I'm going to start with every guest, which is asking him to introduce himself in his own words, because I believe we are always changing. We're always growing. The person I am today is not necessarily the person I was one year ago or 10 years mm -hmm. ago. So I always find it interesting to do the exercise of who am I today and How do I define myself today? And of course, defining yourself is limiting yourself, right? I mean, yeah. every time you define something, you limit it. But it is also a way of getting to know yourself, being more aware of where you are. And it is a way of presenting yourself to the world, which is basically what we are doing in this episode number one of the Oriental Cafe podcast. And by the way, guys... We have some exclusive content, me and Miguel, just for the subscribers. We are going to sing a little bit for you, sing and play. And I'm also going to ask Miguel one question from our community related to what makes a long-lasting, fulfilling love relationship. But more about that ahead in this episode. Let's start from the beginning. I am going to ask you to present yourself to our listeners, to our viewers. Who are you, Miguel? <laughs> Who are you, Miguel? Hi, everyone. Uh, thank you for having me here. Uh, you are welcome. I am a citizen of the world. It's very cliche. Uh, it is? It is very cliche, but the cliches <laughs> happen for a reason. Happens to be true sometimes. Yes. Yeah. No, I just found myself very young, um, feeling that um, I was not meant to be here in Portugal. We are Portuguese, mm. both Portuguese. But uh, um, I felt that I needed to discover, to go abroad, to... I don't know if it was... 
I felt not content or not uh, was not um, a question of not being happy here. Mm. It was more a question of curiosity. I'm very curious. Um, and obviously, I'm very drawn to tropical countries. Asia, Asia, <laughs> Asia in particular. In particular, in particular, Asia. And I, I try to build my life, my work, uh, having given me the chance, the possibility to work abroad. So everything revolved uh, about being able to live in Asia. Um, and I believe I'm, I just like simple things in life. But you also have a very multi-layered, curious, and interested mind. I mean, you're not that simple. I wouldn't say you are a simple I mean, person. When I when I refer simple, it's um, simple things make me happy. Ah, okay. Um, But that's not that simple, by the way. That is a sign of sophistication, in my opinion, right? I mean, I think that people who are complex mm -hmm. crave for simplicity they crave simple things and they value what we call simple things so mm -hmm. would you say you are a traveler of the world and the lover of simple yet essential things i'm putting that way <laughs> I believe is it so. a nice label yeah yeah could be could be it I, suits I, i don't you? consider so much a traveler now go backpack and go but um as many other responsibilities come with life, but I still feel the drive to to go and immerse. I think in. when you're a traveler at heart, you're always a traveler, yeah. even if circumstances don't allow you, don't uh, allow energy, you for, for a season. The freshness, or... the energy, mm. but um, that drive is still there, that flame. Yeah. Uh, to... So... The reason why it was important for me to have you as a first guest, one, it was symbolic because you named this podcast. So when we talk about the Oriental Cafe podcast, that was your idea. The title was your idea. The animation our viewers are going to yeah. see in the opening of the podcast, if you're seeing the podcast in YouTube, for instance, that animation was a gift Yes. That Miguel gave me. He hired designers. Actually, I'm curious to, to uh, see what everyone has to say about it. If you could comment. Yeah. So, guys, if you are listening, please <laughs> drop by in my YouTube channel. Check yes. the animation. Yes. And if you are directly watching this episode on YouTube, drop a comment and let us know if you like the name of the podcast and if you like the mm -hmm. animation. Or if I totally missed it. Or if he totally missed it. Okay. <laughs> It's his responsibility, not. Not my creation, okay? So yeah. let us know in the comments if you like the animation, the entrance of the podcast. And by the way, a hint, <laughs> you are there. Miguel is there. If you can identify him, also drop a comment, okay? By the way, the first person to identify Miguel <laughs> in the animation earns a signed copy of my first book, The Secrets of Egypt, Dance, Life and Beyond. So be the first to identify him in the entrance animation and you get your treat, okay? Now, let's move forward. Let's start with a very simple question. What is love? Oh, uh, let, how to put into words? Because uh, it's something, for me at least, it's almost the unwritten feeling, the unwritten emotion. Um, 
obviously we can jump into the concept of deep affection towards someone but it's so much more than than that um when when we speak about care um when you deeply want someone to succeed that there there's always elements of love but there is an organic and there's an energy that i really can't explain at least the love i feel for you the love i feel for my family it's very it's umbilical very a tribe uh obviously we are also a tribe but it's it's so a different much kind more. of love it's right? a different kind of love but mm -hmm. um i believe that the best way to explain is through gestures through actions it's really hard to put it it will be always limited the definition of words love. Yeah. yeah words are beneath the yeah, feeling of love actually, because um the vocabulary is not evolving to new uh, dimensions of emotions so it's already said many times it was said many times mm. um so it always lacks a, a little bit it's so it's just a the deepest form of emotion and affection perhaps it, it's so deep that there are no words to express it in the sense that words come from a rational place and we invent words to try to describe all sorts of emotions and experiences, but some experiences like true love, like experiences of the soul, they escape the realm of words because they are beyond our rational mind. I believe words for me are grounding, are, they bring us, it's very terrain. Back to the ground. Yes. Mm. And the emotion of love, it's so... Uh, above so you understand but idea. yet when we try but yet and i'm contradicting myself here but yet when we try to put love into words we feel it and we express it a little bit deeper you know so it's we can say that it is beyond words and i agree it is beyond words nonetheless and i'm guilty as charged you know that words are very important for me and and expressing love verbally is very important yes and um i feel that the effort of trying mm -hmm. to express and define love makes us feel love on a deeper level even if we know that the feeling is above words yes. i'm i hope i'm making myself yeah. understood let me add something um to that when 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 i say that i love you hmm. it always come with the look in the eyes you always come with that look that you know mm. i give you yeah and there is no words for that and the energy and the energy and the energy in the air the right hug. Mm. the hug doesn't have words i i usually say energy does not lie yeah if you're really attentive, you know, mm -hmm. someone can tell you they love you, they like you, they're with you. But if you're tuned into energy, you can tell if it's true or not, how true it is. And when we exchange words of love, yeah. most of all, what I feel is the energy. The words feel the so nice, mm -hmm. but the energy 
cannot lie. Mm-hmm. It does not yeah, lie. And it is so lie. strong. It's a certainty. Yeah. It's an absolute certainty. And that is absolutely beautiful. Now, I'm going to jump right into one of many questions. I hope we will have time and we will yeah. not go <laughs> overboard with time, which is a jump into my work. How it's been to witness the birth and expansion of my school, of my platform, of my brand. And here I have to make an introduction that when we met in Bali, of all places, mm-hmm. we fall in, fell in love in Bali. And mm-hmm. um, I was already in a big transition in my career. So you did not catch me in my years of performance in mm-hmm. Egypt. You did not catch me in my years of performance and teaching and lecturing in festivals around the world mm-hmm. where I was living off a suitcase. When I met you, I had already made the decision to change my career, to change my lifestyle, because I was over and done living in a suitcase Mm -hmm. and in airports. And you caught the beginning of what later became Mm -hmm. the school, the platform, and now the podcast, because these are all branches of the same thing, which is my branch, Buenos Aires World. Online school, podcast, platform where we host so many events and free content and inspirations. So you witnessed the birth mm-hmm. and development of the school and everything around it. How has it been? Has it been inspiring in some way? A privilege, a privilege to see and to witness a creative uh, drive, the fountain. Um, it's it's so powerful and so strong. Uh, it's and I'm really proud of the work you put in. Um, I don't know if the listeners or your students have an idea how, how much of the work you put in. I think they do. Many they do part do. of it. Part of it they I do because they I do. deliver a lot when I'm with them. And, uh, of course, they observe what they receive mm-hmm. and they know I am present and engaged. I don't treat students like numbers and clients. No. That is not my mindset. I actually know people by their name. I know what's going on in people's lives because there mm-hmm. is a, a true human interaction. I think about them. I reach out to them sometimes even when they're not studying with me mm-hmm. actively. So. I think they are aware of a huge well, part of the work yeah. that comes along with with having a school, with a global community, and all the content, even free content I put out there. What they are not aware, perhaps, but you are, is the difficulties and the challenges. Yeah. I am not a technological person. Yeah, I am not a machine person. I have huge difficulty, and I've always had with the technical part of, of mm-hmm. the business. Yeah. Um I am not very um, smart in terms of how people receive and what is appealing for them and what is not, because I've mm-hmm. been in my craft totally immersed for such a long time. And in that aspect, you help me a lot. Yeah. You give me perspectives Perspective. that I wouldn't yeah. have any other way. But I am curious about what has been the most inspiring. You have already mentioned that you see me working a lot. That's not... I don't think that's going to be a shocker for anyone uh, because I put a lot of work out there, even outside of the school. Aside from that, what has been the most surprising for you as you witnessed the the expansion of this brand? I don't think it's a surprise, but I do know uh, in society, a lot of people have a business and they 
they do it in a very business mind in terms of profit, in terms of you have such a passion um, in, in everything you do, even if it's a, a small thing regarding the school. Hmm. Um, and I just, I don't know the, the end result, but I hope it translates in all the work and the passion that you you put mm-hmm. in your daily in your daily creation. Um, the, and the, I believe the just the witnessing the creative the creativity that you have in you it's just a privilege although although i don't share a lot right i mean i'm very private in the preparation of things i can see i can sense um, when i see you moving (laughs) and you hear me teaching because you mentioned you hear me teaching and it seems like i am very passionate (laughs) whatever that means i hope that means something good i'm a little bit afraid of that Passionate. I heard you teaching, and you are no, a little passionate. Yeah. I hope it's good. No, I don't say it in in a passion. I say it's it's very. Eh? I wanted to have a teacher like like me. Yes. You can have. Yes. Or you can have. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Let's leave to that say, on the table. No, but if I wanted to, if I started um, a journey with a teacher, uh, for sure, I wanted to have a teacher like like you. With the passion, Why? with the de- dedication, with the passion, okay. and the background work uh, that then delivers to and uh, to the students, uh, it also has a lot of passion, and I can confirm that. Is there any aspect of my work that surprises you? Because when we met, I don't think you had a lot of information no. about Egyptian dance. Uh, there are certain neither, as- neither aspects. Yeah. yeah, neither about me. I I actually told you you might know me because we're yeah. both Portuguese, <laughs> and anyone who's been mildly mildly connected to dance, and I don't even speak only Egyptian dance, mildly connected to dance in Portugal, they know me. They know me because I was the first to launch yeah. Egyptian dance. I made quite a splash, if I might brag, and I'm bragging openly, because when I launched Egyptian dance in Mm -hmm. Portugal, before I moved to Egypt to start my career, there was nothing, and I did a damn pretty good job. So I promoted Egyptian dance a lot. I did workshops. I was on television um, educating people and talking about Egyptian dance. Mm -hmm. So it's it's remarkable that you never heard about me, but... That was also good because we came together and we got to meet me and you with no preconceived Nothing. ideas mm-hmm. and also not a special interest in what we do, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. you were not very interested no. in my profession. I was not very Actually, interested in your you profession. When you asked me that and you felt you were surprised that I didn't know you. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. I was surprised that you did not I know me. I actually told you I don't want to know. At least I want to have the chance to to know Joanna. Get to know me as a person, yes, right? Yes, I mean, yes, yes. absolutely. Many times, very often, people uh, put that straight straight up as a you know, I am this profession, or I am this profession in terms of the personal characteristics. Yeah, but then you're going to relate with me, the person, not me, the dancer, yeah, exactly. not me, the teacher. Mm-hmm. Not me, the choreographer, not me, the author, right? I mean, 
in a love relationship or in a friendship relationship, mm-hmm. I mean, personal relationships, in the end, you have to deal with the character of the person. I can be the best dancer in the world and be a prick, be yeah, absolutely I, I unbearable, can, right? I can actually say, uh, I think I shared this with you. Um, I was not surprised then when I found that you are an artist because um, I could sense the, you know, the creative person that you are, the way you speak with animals, you were not... The way I speak with animals? Yes. <laughs> do I speak with animals in a particularly creative yeah, way? It's very what do interesting. You mean? Interesting? <laughs> it's very interesting. Interesting? Oh, I know dialogues. what it means. Now I know what it means. <laughs> I am a translator, an yes. interpreter of yes. animals. That would take us perhaps to an episode on mental sanity, mental health. <laughs> That is not the, that is not the subject of our ep- no, first episode just, together. Uh, so let's leave it. <laughs> let's leave it. I am creative in mundane yes, daily things. Yes, That's what you mean. Things, yes. So you were not surprised yeah, that I, I not, that I'm a professional dancer. I was surprised in terms of uh, visually when I when I when I saw it. It was not surprising. It's a good surprise. It's like mm. wow. Um, but it made sense. Mm. That's what I want to say. It made okay. sense. It made sense with the person yeah, you were the getting you, to know. You, you would write simple notes. It always um, have something more than just the average the person. Mm. Like me, for instance, uh, writing you a note. Your notes are always... No, your uh, notes are pretty good as well. Uh, Another, <laughs> another episode, another, <laughs> another theme, another theme, no, another no, no. time. You, you no, know. you you are good at writing notes as well. You're very creative. I've told you this before, mm. although perhaps you're not fully aware of it. Mm. But that's another subject, you know. Yes. But you are very creative as well. So there was nothing that shocked you or surprised you particularly about my work. I mean, um, not shocked, but I, I was proud because we were all already in love and uh, I was proud and I was uh, to see the like a performance live it's 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 uh, what it's very powerful powerful yeah it's very powerful powerful in what way just um, the way you express yourself dancing it's very powerful Mm. Um, free very free, very powerful, with strong presence, strong energy, mm. and with intention in the movements. So I was proud. Um, okay. I was not shocked. It made okay. sense to me. Yeah, it made sense to me. But I was proud, like wow. Hmm. Okay, like wow. Okay, that's nice to know. Now we're gonna jump right into our dynamic, which I believe may be the dynamic of a lot of couples. And this is about what unites us and what separates us. Okay, so Hmm. in your perspective, in your experience, what is different in us? What separates us or what could separate us, in fact? And what unites us? What do we have in common? And how those dynamics play in our relationship? Because I believe that differences can be, differences can be fertile. You know, sometimes we think that we have to find someone who is like us, who likes the same things, who believes the same things, who thinks the same way. And I totally disagree. I think that there must be a level of healthy friction. 
healthy, dynamic disagreement when it's justified and we can really grow from each other's differences. You bring an entire world, which is not mine, to mm -hmm. my world, and I bring an entire world yeah. to your world. So those collisions of the places where we don't meet, the places where we don't see things the same way, can be very fertile. What do you think about that? What is different in us? Let's start there. One thing or two. I mean, uh, probably the patience, uh, not the... Yes, no, the sometimes patience. Sometimes I don't have, when I'm a bit tired, I have much No, patience. but usually you are very yes, patient, yes. much more than um, me, for sure. Let's go to the rice subject. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I think I'm going to have nightmares with rice. Oh my God. Okay, now you have to explain. Yes. What the hell is the rice subject, Miguel? No, it's 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 a it's not actually a metaphor. It's actually it's true. literal. It's, it's literal. 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 What happens? And, uh, so we love Indian food. We love uh, to cook Indian food. To uh, eat Indian food. Cook and, and to eat. Cook. Um, but we have very different approaches. <laughs> What is your approach? What is mine? No, my approach is... Uh, Doing the right thing. <laughs> which is let the rice cook with time. What is my and approach? I, and I always ask, <laughs> do you want... Uh, so I, I... Normally I do the, the cooking in terms of Indian food. And I put the rice doing... I have to go away at times for some reason. Or and then dangerous so, things happen in the uh, kitchen yes, when you I, go away. I do the mistake of giving you directions. Leave, the direction is very simple. Leave the rice to cook. But still, <laughs> it's a it direction. Time. And Give I'm a rebel time. at heart. Yes. I'm a rebel at Give heart. Give it time. And then and after then? one minute, I return and it has more water. Oh, the... the the fire I put in small, medium, low fire. Low, like yeah. simmering, like, yeah, and no. then so it doesn't stick to the pan. Yes, and then and after then, one minute, it's full on, full power with more water mixed, and and yeah, because so, because you want it to be quick. Uh, so I that's I don't have difference. the patience yes. to wait, and I don't like to take instructions. It's both yeah. things. I am not good. We are cooking together, and we just want the best result possible. <laughs> the best result. Every time it's I a just damn say, piece of rice, man. <laughs> it's not. It's not the the solution for war in the world. It's rice. How bad can it be? You know, you are a perfectionist. I am not. That is another thing that yes. separates us. That is a big difference, right? I mean, aside from patience and taking instructions or not, you are a perfectionist. I am not. I like to do things well done when they're meaningful, when they are important, not like rice or something, <laughs> when they're meaningful. But you are a perfectionist. And by the way, I have learned a lot from your perfectionism. So this is where I was mentioning that differences can be triggering, they can be friction, mm -hmm. but they can also make us better, right? I mean, your patience makes me better. Mind patience sometimes makes you better. Yeah. It makes you move forward. Yes. It makes you get it done. That's it true. makes you jump. It makes you yalla, let's, let's so do much, it. So much, Not overthink it. Mm -hmm. um, your perfectionism 
very often pushes me to do better. And if I did not have that pressure on me, your pressure of saying this can be better, that could yes. be done better, I wouldn't do it better. Because for me, that's enough and I'm used to getting things done. So yes, I like things well done, but not to the extent that you usually like them done. Oh, you will go right. to the yes. extra mile and if it takes one century, you will stay in the problem <laughs> and you will, la, la, la. I say, no, 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 no. It's We don't have time for that. But in the end of the day, let's say in terms of the school, for instance, mm -hmm. okay, as I was mentioning, I am not a technological person and I am not good with machines, okay? I'm good with the content because I know that what I have to deliver in terms of Egyptian dance and personal empowerment, first of all, it comes from direct experience. So everything works because it worked on me. So I have absolute conviction in what I'm doing, but also I know of its value. So I trust the content so much and perhaps I oversee, I dismiss a little bit of the mm -hmm. way I deliver. Yeah. And you, with the perfectionism, have taught me and pushed me to want to do better. We need the sound quality better. Mm -hmm. That was something that you introduced Very in my much. school, for instance. The quality of the image. Mm -hmm. I was too busy getting it done. You were the one who told me, no, no, that's not good enough. You have to improve the image, right? Mm -hmm. And I say, yeah, but I'm in a hurry. I have students waiting for the content. Let's get it done. And you say, yeah, but get it done better. Because as it is, it's not good enough. And although that irritated me and it went against my agenda and my deadlines, well, it really helped me to I improve. I just wanted in that, in that uh, specific topic, uh, I think the, the content is so rich, but uh, and we all know nowadays the value of the audio and visual mm. and visuals. Um, the delivery, right? The, the delivery. way you deliver, yeah. Study, there's many studies on mm. it uh, that... Um, just uh, retain the attention of, yes of that i don't i didn't want that the rich content to not be valued as it should because of the audio and the mm -hmm. video so. yes absolutely delivery is very important mm -hmm. but because i'm always so focused on the content the essence yeah. i dismissed that part and the, you made it better mm -hmm. you with your so-called perfectionism made it better so i owe it to you i owe it to you no it is annoying for the fact that when you do this for work and when you eat the rice spot on it, oh my it feels god no, no. still the rice <laughs> no we have, we have a, we have we have a theme here the rice he will not drop it <laughs> what the rice oh my god guys if i hear the word rice one more time i think i'm gonna explode so um that's what separates us, or it doesn't separate us. No, it, doesn't. it could separate us, it's but it doesn't. Fun, yes, it's, no. it's fun. It's fun. It's and fun. those collisions yeah. really make our relationship lively, actually. Yeah. Yeah. It is never monotonous. It's not really a friction. It is never yeah, little frictions, little frictions, little annoyances like the rice subject. Mm. But what unites us then? It's the non negotiable. Uh, values because um, mm. uh, obviously these are really minor things perfectionism yeah. more tolerance more patience less patience but then um, the core values um, at the human level at the visions 
we have of the world, hmm. of what's going on in the world. Uh, we always are tend to stand on the same side. I'm not going to say it's the right or the wrong. Uh, it's We tend to be very aligned. And also we want to have the same, we have the, we have the same goals in life. We, we like to be around each other um, and do what we like to do. Not everything, we have different things that we individually like to do. Well, I even joined you at jiu-jitsu classes. Did you? Of course. Ah, to see. <laughs> <laughs> to see, yes. Uh, okay. I of well, course, I mean, me next to, time I will join it and I will do jiu-jitsu yes, a little bit, but I'm afraid of breaking a leg or something. You know, I'm a dancer. I need my body. But but I watched it. Surf and it was really fun. I joined it in the surf. It was very much fun for you. I got the surfboard on my chin and it was amazing. I fell in love with it. I almost broke my face. No, it, it was, was so nice. So <laughs> nice. So nice in Bali, right? In Changu. Yeah. So... That unites us, yes. our love unites us. But in the end of the day, I do believe that couples need aligned core values. Yes. They don't That's need really to like the same things or to see the world in the same way, absolutely, in the smaller things. In fact, I believe that the more differences and the more colors we bring to each other, the more interesting it becomes. I learn from you, you learn from me. I bring you a subject you didn't know about. Yeah. You bring me a subject I didn't know yeah, about. We, we pick each other's brains a lot. And, and we, the, like, we like to, to share those conversations. They, they happen almost every day, actually. And we're both very passionate opinionators. Yes. We're very passionate about our positions. Mm -hmm. And very often we disagree. Mm -hmm. And we are passionate in those disagreements. But mm -hmm. we're like loud Italians disagreeing, right? <laughs> we're very loud. We become very passionate as yes. if the world yeah. was about to end but in the end it is fun it is fun yeah. to consider your point of view and hopefully you consider my point of view right it's, and it's, and think about it i think we both at least i speak for myself i like to be challenged in my in my ideas uh, mm. or at least i like to to share and to pick each other's brains mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. but for mm -hmm. me it's very stimulating um, and we disagree often. Yeah, often. And we disagree often on subjects like politics, mm -hmm. subjects uh, like, you know, culture. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but sometimes we don't see things yeah, the yeah, same yeah. way. And uh, we still talk and we still hear each other and uh, think about what each one of us thinks and feels. And in the end of the day, and this is something that we sometimes talk about, which is, it is so important to, you don't have to agree with the other person. And I tell you that often when we are talking, uh, when we are discussing something, you don't have to agree with me. And I don't have to agree with you, but we have to respect each other's opinions and at least have the humbleness to consider them. Even if at the end of the day, I'll still remain with my own perspective and you'll still remain with yours. My position is just my position. It's a private, personal angle. It's not universal truth. And your position is just your position. So you have, I believe, to be able to listen to the other party, even if you disagree, 
and consider it. Just consider it. Yeah. You know, in school, I do that with students as well. Sometimes I have quizzes for students about different subjects. Mm -hmm. And in those quizzes, they answer questions that guide them in a specific direction, right? Mm -hmm. And very often, students will tell me, Joana, I saw that I did not pass the quiz because mm -hmm. that's like an exam. And I saw the, the answers I missed. And I really don't agree with them. I say, great. But have you read them? Mm -hmm. Have you thought about them? I don't need you to agree with those directions. You know, if I tell a student, okay, Egyptian dance is an emotional language, that student may disagree or agree. I know why I'm saying Egyptian dance is an emotional language. And I don't need the student to agree. I just need the student to think about it. It would be you very know? productive to have, um, uh, we spoke about this the other day. To have what? A moment of silence after. Uh, That's hour, funny. That's funny. So let's after, imagine that we're talking now and I we know, have a moment of silence. After you bring your idea uh, to me, because the it feels that the human instinct is to straight away um, contradict. Mm. Um, and many times it's not honoring the other person's opinion. That's true. And I believe the a moment, obviously. A moment <laughs> visual, of silence. If, if we visualize this, yeah, it's very... Um, after it's someone, cartoon, but... Yeah, but, after someone has shared a perspective which is not yours, you're proposing a moment of silence for digestion, yeah. for the assimilation of what you've been told. Is that it? Yeah, it's honoring the other... Mm. the. Because it's impossible to process uh, the full view because it, you will answer with the instantaneous perception that you had from the other person. But within opinion, there's not always only one layer or one point of view. Mm. You might. So you, you should cover all angles. And for that, you need time to process and our ego wants to be right yes right yes. i mean it, it wants to protect us because our opinions are on an unconscious level um a way of expressing our identity so when you tell me something i disagree and i open the door to changing my mind my ego comes to my rescue and tells me no that's not what you think. Disregard what he's saying. That's what you think. This is who you are. So the ego wants to protect your stability. Yes. It wants to protect your groundedness. I'm grounded in what I am and what I think is part of what I am. The question is what you think is not a part of who you are. What you think is an opinion. And opinions change. They can change. It's called growth. But you don't grow... If you don't create a minute of silence or, you know, as a metaphor, a time of digestion of what the other is bringing to the table, it's right? It's a reflection. It's a reflection. This is why I tell students when they tell me, Joan, I disagree with that answer. I say, no worries. I am very happy that you disagree. It means that you read it mm -hmm. and it means that you thought about it. Mm -hmm. So I don't need you to agree or disagree. I need you to consider it an invitation for a different way of doing it's, things. It's, it's very limited to offer our understanding, instant understanding of um, what the other is saying. Mm. You have your uh, life uh, of experiences and concepts so your answer in, in an instant will be based 
on what you perceive uh, having your concepts made. So what you translate into your concepts, what, what the other person is saying, mm. that is very limited. Yes. Very, very limited. Yes. But also if you take the time to consider that new information, even if it doesn't make sense to you at that moment, it stays with you. Mm -hmm. And suddenly, perhaps, it makes sense. When you gain more experience, when you gain more education, when you gain more insight, I'm going to give you an example. Years ago, I was talking with a dear friend of mine, which is also an astrologer, and she was talking about the concept of surrender. Mm -hmm. Surrender. At the time, I could not understand. I could not grasp. I mean, intellectually, yes, but you know I'm all for go ahead and do it. Make it happen. If something is not working, you go ahead and fix it. You want something, get it done. Work for it. Go for it. I have this masculine polarity, mm -hmm. very developed. You know better than anyone. I don't wait for things to come mm -hmm. to me. I go and I reach, reach out to them. I make them happen. If a door is closed, I open another door. That's my um, combative attitude towards life. So when, when she told me about surrender, I almost mocked her. I almost told her, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Surrender? Surrender to what? You have to fight for things. You have to work for things. If you surrender, you become passive. I mean, of course, again, intellectually, I got it, but it took me years of life experience and gains and losses and maturity to really understand her. And only recently... Her words came to my mind. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine? So they stood with me like yeah. seeds. And suddenly I thought, oh, I know what she means now. Now I understand because, what she meant by surrender. Because at that time, uh, your understanding uh, was translated or perceived with you, by you with your life experience. My limitations, oh, my perception. Experience, absolutely. Perception. But the fact that I listened to her mm -hmm. and I considered her allowed it to become a seed in my subconscious mind. So I stood with that conversation and that concept of surrender for mm -hmm. years. I'm talking six, seven years. Suddenly, recently, a light came on and he said, aha, now I know mm -hmm. what she means. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> now I understand. So this is my point is that. We have so many differences between us and um, the best people, the most interesting people in my life have that kind of dynamic. Even with close friends, we have different positions on many things, but that can uplift us. It can make our relationship stronger and it can make us stronger if we are humble enough to learn from each other, right? Now, I am going to jump directly into the theme of creativity, which is a theme that unites us. Mm -hmm. You are a very creative person. Creativity for me is work. So we have a different relationship mm. with the theme of creativity. Um, you do it because you love it. You mm. do it because it is natural in you. So I would like to ask you, how important is creativity in your life? And if you consider creativity important as a hobby, as a healing tool, as something that at least is useful for everyone. So is everyone creative? 
Should everyone have a creative hobby, a creative uh, activity? And how do you relate with creativity? I know these are many questions into one. Yeah. Let's let's start with your relationship with creativity. Uh, it was late, late in in life when I was young. Um, my parents didn't offer me a musical instrument, which is what I'm more connected in terms of creativity. Um, so I discovered that by myself. Um, I was more into sports, so I would grab guitars and borrow guitars from friends in the high school, and I would write down in paper um, where <laughs> where to put the fingers, the places, in the, guitar. the play, the positions. Yeah. Yes, uh, to create the notes, and I would go home and for two days per month or fifteen days, I would have the guitar borrowed by, by a friend, uh, and I would just practice, and I felt. I would write already by the time I started writing very young. Um, and for me, it was clearly... Poetry? What poetry, did you write? Poetry. I, I recall uh, about love, always and uh, most of the time about love, uh, um, utopic love. Um, obviously, I was very young. I was 11, 12, 13, 14. I, I remember writing the... Do you know the St. Valentine's Day? I don't know if you have that. The what? Around the world, but in Portugal, in the high schools, at least in my high school in Portugal, and the 14th of February, uh, you can buy a rose. There is a... Uh, the association, the student association have roses, and you can buy a white, a red... And the yellow, which is a yellow a rose. Yes, okay. the white is friendship, and the red of love. And you would send, and it would be delivered during the class to the receiver. Oh, yeah, I did not have that, have that in my school. Oh, no, no, I come from every... a you come from a fancy school. I no. come from a very poor background, terrible school. I mean, I love my school, but it was chaos. So we did not have that. I okay, it was all we across didn't the... have that. Okay, so and would always come with a note, and mm. every fourteenth of February until I was fifteen, sixteen, maybe. Um, my uh, classmate and uh, the person next to me, it's 222 two, two in Portugal, uh, Pedro, his name, I would write always the poems that he would send to his girlfriend. Uh -huh. You were like a poet for the hire. Ghost <laughs> poet for hire. Yes. Ghost, ghost poet. Ghost, ghost poet. poet. 14 February only. Oh, okay. But uh, there is a very <laughs> embarrassing moment in my high school that I would, uh, my cousin was with me, I uh, was playing guitar, and I was um, delivering poems to the audience because I was a part of the students' association. Reading poems? Yeah, reciting poems? Reciting poems. Uh, and I recall that day uh, writing the poem during the dinner we would have all of the students' association. Okay. And then I got really emotional. It was not for anyone, but just the, the theme of love. Uh, I felt very strong very okay. early. And... I got emotional and I left the stage, actually, at that time. My friends still today remember that, okay. <laughs> that moment. I think I'm owed a poem then. Am I not? Probably. 
probably, 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 yeah. There is a high probability that I'm owed a poem. No, so like we I have, told you, then we have the theme of the rice. Yes. And now we have the theme no, of the I, poem. I wrote, I wrote already many times. It's just, uh, you know, that I have to come to a couple of years later. I, I stopped writing. Um, I think further we, we can speak about this, the blockage. Creative, creative block. Creative, creative block. block. Mm. But for me, it was um, initially uh, evasion. Uh, was how can I channel what I'm feeling, and for me, it was writing, but then music, I just, I always loved music. I, I used to listen to music very young, like um, Guns N' Roses. I had the posters, and I really loved Guns N' Roses. I think it was the first band, but I recall having a cassette. Cassette. <laughs> Cassette. <laughs> for the ones who still know what is a yes, cassette. I remember having a cassette with the music La Bamba. No, were, I swear, no, no, I we didn't. No, I we didn't. Have, we are I going think. to cut this part because Miguel is going to regret having said this. You had La Bamba? What? No. I think, have we met before? It just, it just you know that have I, we met you know before? my father's taste. Para bailar La Bamba. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was like five, six. I don't know if it was my father had. I'm trying to put on my father. <laughs> your father. Blame it on your father. It's better. No, but, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, I used to listen to UB40, a lot of <sighs> reggae, Peter Tosh, Frank Zappa when I was young. And I don't know why I had such a connection and the need to listen to music. I recall having uh, the album, the double album of Smashing Pumpkins. And I would listen it like, it's a three or four hours album. Mm. And my street had a thing, uh, all my neighbors, Orlando and all my neighbors at Saturday morning. So we had the school Monday to Friday, Saturday mornings. Everyone, Rodrigo, like everyone would start putting the music loud with open windows okay. at 9 a.m. And it was always reggae. By better than La Bamba. Yes. Better than La Bamba. Oh, this okay. was five or six. <laughs> You're, trying to... You're trying to clean your reputation now. It's too no, late. I'm fine. It's I'm too fine late. It's it. too late. It's very, <laughs> very, very open. <laughs> no, but uh, then guns. And then I grabbed the... It's very open. <laughs> yeah. Uh... <laughs> it's very open. I, I, I will not be ashamed <laughs> yeah. by La Bamba. Okay. Okay. No, but you know... I know you from, from a point that our listeners yes. and viewers don't know you. And here's one thing that I noticed when we met. So I work with creativity for a long time, mm -hmm. and I'm used to people not thinking they're creative. So that's very common. Mm -hmm. It is very common that, in general, people don't think it's they're the creative. Very, I never heard that word from Anyone, it was, you're, you and were perhaps, the first person. Yeah, and perhaps you did not think you were particularly creative, and yet you are. No, I felt and I had. Uh, uh, um, I felt I had because I like to play many different instruments. I real, I'm not really professional or a pro in any, but I like to play. I just like to play them. Yeah, but you taught yourself. You have a very good yeah. ear. You're very creative in so many ways, in ways that I'm not, by the way, like in cooking, for instance. Mm. So the thing that I find fascinating is that point one, you couldn't see you, how creative you are. Mm. And for mm. me, that's strange. Point two, 
you exemplify something that I see, and our viewers and listeners may be guilty as charged, that is people presuming that creativity is only for professionals. Yes, I was about to tell you. Okay, yes, which is totally exactly. wrong. So yes. when I talk about creativity, yes. you know, there is a, a very clear distinction. So I'm not going to... Um, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I don't believe everyone is talented. Like I cannot be Pablo Picasso. Okay. I, I love to paint. I'm actually good with drawing and painting from a very early age, but I don't, honestly, I don't think I will ever be Pablo Picasso because my star, my genius is not in painting. My talent is not mm -hmm. in painting. Okay. The same thing goes for other things that I have fun with. I'm creative with, but I am not particularly talented. So when I teach Egyptian dance, I always have to make this distinction. Okay. Not everyone will be a brilliant, exceptional, original mm -hmm. dancer, but Everyone is creative. And if everyone is creative, everyone can enjoy learning that art form. Mm -hmm. If we talk about music, it's music. If we talk about dance, it's dance, painting, whatever it is. And you can actually create something and surprise yourself. I have witnessed this so many times. Students telling me, Joanne, I am not particularly creative. You're crazy. Mm -hmm. You're expecting too much from me. And I create the space and the opportunity and I give them the tools so that they can discover how creative they are. And they get shocked. I said, I did not know. I had no idea I could do something like that. Mm -hmm. I am shocked. How did I not know? And it comes from this confusion between talent and creativity yes. that we think it's all one and it's not. They're very different things. And it also comes from uh, a belief pattern that convinces you I am not original and I am not particularly creative. I'm just not. And you're sure of it and you deal with everything and you live your life believing in it. So you don't explore your gifts. You don't explore mm -hmm. it. You think I'm never going to amount to anything here. You know, I'm not good at this. I could never create something interesting. Then again, let's go back to the guitar. Will you ever be, I don't know, name uh, a BB King? Mm -hmm. Perhaps not. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you looking at me that way? Are you hopeful? Are you hopeful you will be BB King one day? I say, you never know. No. no. But that doesn't mean you will never create interesting no, instance, things. I can tell you, uh, I can tell you regarding the guitar. I think I had way more, um, way more potential, potential in other instruments, but mm. I really love the guitar, but. For instance, I have a hard time solo doing solos, mm. um, and I put a lot of hours. Um, I never had lessons, so I don't know if with lessons with the bass or uh, with the musical theory uh, mm. I would have reached. But mm. just the talent, the natural talent is not there. With the hours that I put in, I should have been way better. But I'm still creative because I, I grab the guitar and I like to learn songs, new songs. And actually, I think me creating uh, my music, I, I, I like the sound of it. But again, technically, I'm not talented. That's, that's hmm. that, that I, I... Is creativity I important in people's lives? What do, you, what do you it think? It should. It should. And I hope everyone um, finds and have moment, the moment and time to, because I, I believe 
society now is swallowing a lot of mm. um, and the people obviously what what's the first thing that you're going to cut it's not the responsibilities is the free time you have to create or to walk or to mm. to cook at least i found that i i, I lack time to do to create more i've been planning mm. to paint because I recall painting and I was not good at all when I was a kid mm. painting. But I'm very curious to see what could I paint now, for instance. And I'm planning for a long time to, you know. And it just um, responsibilities and time. It's very, But it's very important if we actually, the time that often we take to rest maybe use that time resting and entertaining your soul, your mind, um, mm. creating and doing something. Find things that you you love, have more moments of joy. I think that creativity is essential in people's lives. I agree with you that nowadays most people don't have time mm -hmm or energy to even think about. It's almost like having a creative hobby becomes a luxury, right? Yeah, I yeah. mean, because yeah, in, the, in the, the real world, yeah. Yeah. in the real world, let's yeah. be honest, first you take care of your survival, yes. right? Mm -hmm. And if most of your time is dominated, is swallowed, as you mentioned, by your survival, paying the bills, honoring your commitments, then what time and energy is left for a creative hobby? It's almost a luxury. And I see that in my school as well. And sometimes I feel so sad, you know, genuinely sad for my students because they go the extra mile to be yes. able to join a class. They make sacrifices. Sometimes they mm -hmm. cut in other things that are also important for them because life is not easy mm -hmm. and we're not all rich and swimming in money and not needing our time to to work and take mm -hmm. care of things. So in the real world, creativity has become a luxury. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Yeah. But the question is creativity allows you for so many things. And one of the most important, I'm just going to mention one at the top of my head because it's something, again, that I witness in my work every mm -hmm. day, right? And it with me as mm -hmm. well as a creative creature, uh, which is creativity allows you to heal in the sense that it allows your soul to be expressed. And with your soul comes your emotion. With your soul comes your pain. With your soul comes trauma. With your soul comes old wounds. So much comes to the surface when you're creating something without you noticing, mind you. I mean, I don't think anyone is playing the guitar or singing or dancing mm -hmm. or painting or writing and thinking, oh, by the way, I am healing myself because at this right moment, I am going through a catharsis because through the expression of my soul, I am also releasing my emotions and my wounds and this and nobody mm -hmm. thinks like this, right? I mean, they just do it because it is joyful. It brings them happiness. It brings them a respite, an evasive place from the real mm -hmm. world, from life mm -hmm. and their worries and their pressures. But at the top of it, knowingly or not, what you're actually doing is healing yourself and allowing yourself not to go totally insane. For me, it balances me. It, it, for me, it's joy. It's really joy. It's really fun. Joy. Um, and probably it's my soul saying, don't forget 
to absolutely yeah it's a way to remain soulful you know yeah. you know it's a and way human, to human yeah, yeah. yes absolutely and to absolutely. break a little bit the rush um that society is going also absolutely. and connect with yourself a lot i really love the, the for me again going back to the simple things mm. to make coffee uh which is not uh, rice not co <laughs> coffee alhamdulillah <laughs> Thank God, not rice, coffee. And sit with the, the coffee and mm. open the guitar, um, guitar box and take the guitar and start playing something. For me, that's that, a moment of pure, pure joy and mm. connection with myself. I'm very... Creativity is my safe space. You know, when I was very, very little and I started dancing when I was three years old, three. something like that. I started studying ballet at five, but before I went to ballet school, I was already dancing and singing and mm -hmm. uh, doing monkey business for mm -hmm. kids in school and whatever. And I remember I had a recurrent dream where I would find myself at the center of a stage in a nest, like mm -hmm. a bird, in the center of a stage. And I never felt so safe. There was a sensation of safety. That's very interesting. I knew that I was safe at the center me, of so the stage. Far from my, I was very shy, and I'm still a shy person. But but notice how important that dream was. That I still remember it, and I I remember it because I had it again and again and mm -hmm. again. It was consistent. So there I was, a very little bird in a nest at yeah. the center of the stage. Yeah. All the lights were on me. I remember the smell of the wood of the ground of the stage, and I felt so safe. I was sure nobody could hurt me. The world could not hurt me there. And that has always been creativity for me. It's my safe space. I know there the world will not hurt me. <laughs> That's beautiful. So, before I start crying, let's go into traveling a little bit. So, traveling is one of the things that we both love yes mm -hmm. what makes traveling and i would go even further what makes living in a foreign culture so alluring what is it that that makes you love it so much it's like a rebirth um so let's let me say uh, we're born in the western world portugal portugal education and that's why for me the furthest from our our west the better for me the most i enjoy it's like the i i tend to refer the movement of the society the movement like sitting in a coffin see for instance in bali thailand cambodia vietnam it's learning a new system, a new new everyday routines, the way they sit eating, the way if they talk, they don't talk. For me, it's fascinating. It's learning to live again, um, um, unchaining the everything I, I knew and, and immerse totally uh, in a new form of living because it, it they are, it's very from morning for instance in asia um they they eat rice in the morning oh, in no. thailand no for no instance, not more rice please 
yeah, yeah, come on, come on. Right, <laughs> we must rice. speak about yeah. the damn rice. Okay. No, it's just uh, <laughs> the breakfast is so different. They wake uh, up. Uh, the markets are so in alert. Um, the sun comes up so early. Um, it just, it's for me, it's fascinating. And it's very, I connect a lot because I can appreciate and I appreciate the way they feel happy from the moment they wake up um, in simple things, in simple sharing a little conversation, always with a smile. I'm really fascinated about the You're Asian. talking about the Asia, the Asian, Southeast Asia mostly. Because it's what I know more. And Do you think they know something about happiness that we Westerners, let's say in Europe, don't know? Well, that's a social, uh, for me, a social, it's just the expectations are, um, it is, was debatable before, but um, the are they Are they content with what they have? That would be very um, risky of me saying To affirm, that. right? Yes. I mean, yeah, you have uh, no way of, of yes. affirming um, it. Because... Well, it's my, it could be my perception. Obviously, mm. it feels that way. It feels that it way. It feels yeah. that way. Mm -hmm. But um, I know they have struggles also in Asia. So mm. I don't know if it's the way they face the struggle is different from ours. Mm -hmm. Or if the expectations, since they are lower mm. um, in the material way, in um, life, professional, uh, they feel more content. They don't have illusions. They don't feel frustrated. They don't feel. I just, I just found that. I just found that there is so much joy in simple things, sharing a meal. It's so much joy just sitting. I recall being with Thomas, a friend of mine, a friend of mine, which we would stay next to each other, looking at the sun come down one hour. And we wouldn't share a word, and which actually then you you, you met him, yes, and you could testify that I was our dynamic. I could testify. I could uh, testify. But we would, we were re really happy. Also, our like the most active in the day, we would grab lunch uh, mm. at the Padang Padang, a local Padang Padang, mm. and we would come and eat at the sand, looking at the sea, and. It just um, my soul feels way happier there. What was the I was the, about the traveling for me? Yes. It's just what makes it so interesting? What makes it so fascinating? So I attractive? feel the the um, obviously seeing new things, food. I really love food. Um, just hop on a train and and see the the landscapes are so different. I, I really love nature and uh, to see the landscapes. We had the chance to see uh, outside Europe, actually. There is in Asia, in America hmm. also. Um, and and have the chance to have a, like just a flip-flops, a scooter and go around. I just, Simpler, I feel happier I don't life. want to be, I don't want to be criticizing uh, the West because he has many great things, yeah. obviously. Yeah. But I feel it's lighter, the energy in the air 
in Asia, for instance, uh, I feel it's mm. lighter. It's not dense. It's not heavy. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I just love to to be there and have mm-hmm. the chance. Traveling is, let's say, also a respite from the world that is familiar to you, and that in itself, in itself, it's so it's so refreshing. It is so exciting, right? I mean, we all fall into a routine. I remember that when I moved to Egypt, Mm -hmm. for instance, initially everything was new, right? I mean, so everything is exciting because everything is new. Then there is one year pass, two years, three years. What was strange and new is not new anymore. And suddenly the enchantment fades a little bit. And suddenly... The, the things that were new are not new anymore. The, the ugly side of societies, which is everywhere yeah, in Asia yeah. and everywhere, yeah. suddenly you are familiar with that mm-hmm. ugly side as well. So a little bit of the enchantment you is lost. You lose the innocence. You lose the, the innocence. You lose the illusion. The illusion of uh, a more perfect place. Yes. Yes. Still, there are some cultures where we feel happier. Mm-hmm. You know, it is a fact. And we're not the only ones, you know. I'm happier. I, 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 I don't know if the listeners ever felt this, but I am, and I told you, I am a different uh, person when I am there than mm-hmm. I'm here. I feel the society really, um, in, in the West, uh, creates a form of... Um, seriousness in the daily routine rules Mm. um i feel that i am more happy uh, more open smile in Mm. in asia it shouldn't be this way um but i'm just affected by the surroundings Uh, and obviously i understand what you're saying the the element of being new it's awesome yes. traveling, like arriving to a place and just the, for the first time is one of the best feelings in the world. Ever. Absolutely, yes. absolutely. Just, but then, you know, also I, I'm speaking from direct experience. Also, once you get to know a place which was once exciting and new yeah. and the enchantment is gone, yeah. you can exactly. come to the conclusion that you actually love that place unconditionally. It can mm-hmm. happen. It mm-hmm. happened with me in Egypt, yeah. for instance. I went through the phase of excitement. Everything is new. Oh, my God, this is, this is so exciting. Then I got to see the reality once I lived and worked in Egypt. And I got disappointed. I got shocked. I fell from a pedestal. Mm-hmm. Or Egypt fell from a pedestal. And then I came to another phase of my relationship with that culture, which was, you know what? This is very ugly and very beautiful. Mm-hmm. It has the most beautiful things and the ugliest things I've ever seen. It's still the most fascinating, yes. richest, beautiful country I've ever been to. And it's still today. Egypt is still, hands down, the most amazing country mm-hmm. I've ever been. And I'm talking from a place of knowledge, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I'm not talking from a place of a, of a traveler or expatriate who only saw the, the pleasant side of the country. Mm-hmm. I saw the worst. Also because as a professional oriental dancer, as you can imagine, and I've shared mm-hmm. so much yes. with you, um, I could see a lot of corruption, a lot of really ugly realities still at the end of it. I love it more today than I loved it when I was 
full of illusions and mm -hmm. just a traveler passing by. So it is possible to get to know a culture in depth, see the beauty yes, and the ugliness, yeah, 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 and yeah. still love it and more. And still love it more than your Absolutely. place where... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it, it is possible. And again, I know yes. it because it happened with me. Yes. So then we're going to jump into something very easy, very simple as well, which is um, how can we preserve our sense of humanity in a world that is becoming, at least in my perspective, more technological, more mechanic, drier, soulless. Mm. Um, it feels like people are losing their soul. They're losing their center. They're lo losing their compassion. As a collective. I mean, as a collective. collectively, I feel like we're losing our humanity. And yeah. I'm not even going to details because everyone who is watching or listening to this episode right now knows exactly what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Wars, injustice, social chaos, racism. There are so many issues on the table that I believe by now should not be on the table anymore mm. because... We have evolved as a civilization, right? I mean, I, I hope we can evolve a little bit. We're still dealing with the same issues we were dealing centuries ago. So that for me is shocking. So my question is, how can we preserve our humanity in a world that seems to be so damn focused on making you lose your humanity? It feels like there is a mission. Let's take all humanity, all soul, all heart out of these creatures, shall we? That seems to be, to me, what is happening. And it's so scary. How do we preserve our humanity? And I know this is a huge question, yeah, of course. I mean, it's a whole a new episode. <laughs> it's an entire episode, yeah. So I'm going to touch into very different, very... Uh, aspects, uh, points. Um, the first at a personal level, mm. uh, personal, what I mean, uh, individual level. Mm. Um, I believe we have to get more in touch with nature. Um, it's not, it's not going to answer. Obviously, you can tell someone that is lacking money for food. Again, like creativity. Listen, be creative. Listen, be creative. Um, listening to this it's like come on um, you're gonna feel like i don't even have time to to be more connected with nature or i live in a place that it's um i'm speaking for myself um, myself nature or the sea it really grounds me and um it really makes me feel um my bubble more human more but at a at the global level i believe we lack of uh proper leadership and we are mm. uh, i believe there is a reflection of the leaders um i don't want to dive in too much in political and create some for, some form of um polemic here or, or something but i believe uh we are not being very well guided. Uh, it's a we don't have leaders anymore, right? It sounds like no, it feels it's, it's like we don't have our the references. Um, the it lacks a reference of 
character, of integrity, of uh, empathy, justice. And we are thinking about, um, we are evolving a lot faster um, and not attending the needs of the people that need more. Uh, so we are not honoring the the basics the basics the current population we are mm. not honoring we are it feels that we are creating a model in the world and a system that it's serving very a few, few a few very yeah. few so this is a whole new episode mm. um it's a very sens sensitive topic to, absolutely to dive into. and it is difficult when again when we are as we often comment with each other when we are asphyxiated by economy. It is unrealistic to tell someone, have a creative hobby, yes. walk in nature, do volunteer work, yes. have time with your family, yes. have a fulfilling relationship. When they don't have food to put on the table, yes. that is not going to work ever. Me, so I economy is asphyxiating people it's like an invisible force that dehumanizes us and it seems like most people and this saddens me and i feel so impotent and so frustrated you know most people cannot even think about humanity how can i not lose my humanity who cares let me pay my bills at the end of the month that's my only focus that's if, how far it can go if there is bills to pay, actually, it, it just it's a topic that I would like to dive in. I have a lot to say, but uh, that would it's uh, on a very it's, serious note. It's there's tricky a lot to and, be said and complex. Absolutely, yes. I would say that making sure that we're not losing our integrity is a good yes. start. Yes, um, mm -hmm. that's a good start, and that you can do even if you are on survival mode, which most people are. So when you are on survival mode, again, you you focus on the basics. But integrity doesn't integrity cost money. And empathy. And I'm, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of lack of empathy. Um, yeah. And it shocks me. It's, it's very, it's a, a question that really touches me. But that's me. also you know, because. That's, I get really. But, but a lack of empathy can also come from people being on survival mode. Because when you are on survival no, I, mode, I, I actually I have to I have to I see more lack of empathy with uh, on people of in a good position. Mm. I tend to. Oh see, yeah, that's another subject for I sure. I tend to yeah. see the people that need more still holding the values of um, being solidarity, uh, generosity, sharing, mm. empathy. Mm. I feel um, more at the top. Uh, people in good position losing um, those values, unfortunately. We're going so much overboard, but I hope, guys, you're enjoying this conversation. I certainly am, as we always do, and uh, we talk a lot <laughs> about everything. So this is not new yes. for us. It's new for you that uh, are listening or watching. But there is one last question before I close with questions from our community. Mm -hmm. Um, and before I announce the exclusive content we're sharing with our podcast subscribers. So the last question I have for you is, what is the most precious thing 
you've learned from our relationship, and I mean learned, not gained. What is the most precious thing you've learned from our relationship? moment of silence for reflection one minute of silence no um, not one minute not one minute it's not l learn but i would refer um the deep connection we have and uh, being there for each other um it's something um that i've learned that i gained and we both gain. Um, I'm feeling that no matter what, we'll be there for each other, loving each other. And uh, for me, that's that's to be celebrated. You mean like unity, being truly unity, united? Yes. On every level. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's mm. Um, obviously is a blessing. Uh, that mm. it. Knowing that you have a soul partner mm -hmm. that you love and loves you back, that will follow you beyond the moon if necessary. Yeah, both, both. Um, From both sides, both that's sides. reciprocal. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes, I agree with you. That's also one of the most beautiful things. I think not, not learned. We built that, we built right? It, yeah. We built that. Yes. It's really gonna yeah, it go through. Unless it was not a conscience built. It happened. No, it was not. But, but we do it every day, thing. right? I mean, through the happy moments, the hardships, the mm -hmm. difficulties. And yes. we've faced so many difficulties, by mm -hmm. the way, right? I mean, we've gone through an earthquake yes. with tsunami threat in Lombok. Yes. We've gone through difficulties in our private life, difficulties dealing with life, mm -hmm. adult life, you know, and not having to face all that by them by ourselves we're facing everything together mm -hmm. and you bring assets i bring another asset you bring a vision i bring another vision in the in the end of the day we're together in everything and we're facing everything together so that makes us pretty unbeatable i mm -hmm. would say not so much as a, like a contract you see it's more an organic uh, and the way it happened um it's very beautiful, I believe. Um, <laughs> no one minute of silence? No. No, no just uh, <laughs> sharing uh, mm. the insight, the mm -hmm. love that we, we have. Mm. And as we usually uh, say, um, aside from the love and the unity, we are each other's favorite people people yeah. and um, i like to presume that every couple feels the same mm -hmm. i know that in practical terms that does not happen because i speak with women mostly and sometimes they tell me i just want to get my partner off my back you know yeah. i just want to get i go on vacation yeah. with my friends or i i oh my god he's gonna go i want a break from him or uh i can't and, hear him anymore yeah i can't yeah and um, they say it, you know, very normally. I mean, it's normal. And I actually never felt that about you. Yeah. Everything I want to do, except going to the bathroom, mm -hmm. it's better with you. Yeah. And it makes sense with you, right? When I think about a trip or when I think about a project, I think, how will we do it, right? Because doing it without you is going to remove... 
the joy out of it. It's even not a possibility yeah, anymore. I speak about small things, like you going know, to the market or small things and big things. I mean, I don't even question. Would it be better to, if he was not around? Enjoy each other's presence. Uh, we really not only enjoy, enjoy each other's presence. Uh, many people's presence, but yeah, but I think w sometimes we take it for granted. Sometimes yeah. I've I've took it for granted, and then mm -hmm. I think, wait a second, this is really exceptional that we can be twenty four seven yeah. over twenty four seven together and still miss each other yeah. and want to be close to each other. That's not normal. No. That's not <laughs> that's not frequent. So when I realize that, I say, wow, okay, yeah. that's. That's weird and that's beautiful. Yeah. You know? Very good. We totally went overboard. So let's just go into the questions shortly, please. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, answering the questions of our community. So let's okay. start with a very dramatic, very tragic question from Jihan. She asks, What what would he miss about you the most when you die? Jan 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 Jan. Who was? Jihan. 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 Yeah. <laughs> what would he miss about you the most when I First die? All, we're going to be eternal both. Yes, everyone. let's assume I'm <laughs> eternal and you are eternal. But let's, but I see, let's imagine. I see, I see the, um, the point, um, the question I want to make. Mm. Um, just the presence and the life and what you give to me, my life. And I believe to your students, to everyone that knows you. And there is more colors on the rainbow. Um, and I'm, I'm not saying this in a very general manner. It's, it's very, life is so much more meaningful and beautiful and loud and lively <laughs> and, and also the gentle side you have. Uh, it touches me a lot. Hmm. Okay. I'm not going to answer this question the other way around. Otherwise, I would break down and cry. Okay? So, let myself keep grounded and, and calm. Let's move forward. So, Annette has a few funny questions. Okay. I love these questions. So, she saw a photo of us a while ago in Bali in a scooter. Of course, because uh, while we were living in Bali... As you can imagine, we went all over Bali, traveling, getting to know, sleeping here and there. Yeah. We got to know the entire island very well, always on a scooter, yes. okay? And uh, she might have seen a photo of us on a scooter in Bali, and she asks, okay. can I repair a scooter if it breaks down? Can Joanna repair the scooter? Can I? It's it. I'm gonna I'm gonna say what for me it's it's really funny on the question. It's Annette, even considering <laughs> that I could fix a scooter. I love you, Annette. I love you. This is faith, right? This is faith. This is... Annette has faith no, in me. No, Joanna could never. But you, but resourceful um, the way Joanna is, she would. I would find a way, another way, and yeah. Bring someone to repair, but <laughs> no, she could never repair a scooter, neither a coffee machine, neither uh, something of that nature. 
A minute of silence. <laughs> a minute of silence. Okay. I, in, okay. In all fairness, I could not repair the scooter either. Uh huh. All right. <laughs> you can only make great rice, perfect yes, rice, yes. but not repair the scooter. Right. You can ask him, him is you, if Joanna speaks loud and then she adds, haha, Annette, <laughs> Annette, what is this haha? I don't know what you mean. I speak loud. Do I speak loud? Yeah, you do speak ah, loud. Ah, yes, I yes. do. I don't even think this is a question. It's so obvious, it's right? very obvious. I speak loud. <laughs> In my defense, I've had Play. acting training. Right. That means I project my voice all the time. So imagine... Annette, we are in a restaurant having a very intimate conversation. And, Imagine And Annette. I realize the whole restaurant is following the conversation. It's, it's We're uh, having a public-private conversation, right? Because I speak so loud. Private, which is not private. That's why I said public. <laughs> okay. So it's not private anymore. It's supposed yeah. to be private, but it becomes That's public. I true. speak loud. Yes. I speak loud um, for so many reasons and for no reasons. I'm a loud person. Do you dance together? Um. <laughs> We tried. We tried. It's a work in progress. It's a so, work in progress. Yes. And I'm trying to convince Miguel to yes. learn Argentinian tango yes. because I believe you would be particularly good I at like Argentinian tango. tango. The music is very beautiful, sophisticated. There are incredible like the, music. From, yeah. A lot of great footwork, a lot of musicality. The man has to lead in a very subtle, very masculine, but also very feminine way. I think you would be perfect yeah. in it. And I've been be, trying to convince to him. open, very honest. We tried salsa and I'm really not good at it. But... Salsa is too Latin. hysterical for you, right? No, it's just the Latin movements. I I like to dance reggae, and that's the most further uh, I went. I like to I like to dance. I would love to dance. I would love to learn. So what's stopping you? Maybe my teacher is making fun of me a lot. Oh, really? What a bad teacher! <laughs> We once tried to do a salsa lesson. Yes. And I thought you were joking and you were serious. And I would tell him, are you joking? Is that a joke? Yeah. No, no, I'm serious. So it didn't go best. well. It didn't no, go well. Didn't yeah, it didn't go, go well. well. No. Have you taught Joanna things about Egyptian dance? Shimi? Shimi, maybe. Shimi, maybe. Let's maybe. leave it in the air. Let's maybe. leave it in the horizon. <laughs> Now, Dana. Dana no, asks... What has been the biggest challenge in your relationship with Joanna? The most difficult thing, the biggest challenge. Hmm. I mean, we, we were very much aligned in, in what we wanted to do, to do with our lives. Luckily. So person met each other and they fell in love, they fall in love, but then they realize that the moment and time was not right and how to, or the distance, or we didn't have those questions. It was very, very easy, very smooth for us. Um, that actually united us a lot. Mm -hmm. But so challenge, us, challenge. Challenge regarding... Um, 
in our relationship, well, okay, nothing connected with you, but um, very materialistic things like the housing um, and find our place in the world uh, where we feel we're going to be happy. Mm. That, that has been a challenge. Um, yeah, that has been a challenge. And then she asks, what are at least three ingredients for a fulfilling, long-lasting love relationship? But this question, Dana, is going to be answered exclusively to the podcast subscribers. So what we're going to do is we're going to offer every once and again exclusive content to the subscribers of our podcast. For this episode, we have a double treat for you. We are going to answer this question, three ingredients for a fulfilling and long-lasting love relationship, and we're going to sing and play for you. Yes, we are. Miguel convinced me. I was not open to it because I'm shy about it, you know, but we are going to do a little teaser, a little taste of what we actually love to do together. We love to play and sing together. That's Mm -hmm. a part of our intimacy, right? Mm -hmm. Miguel plays guitar. He loves to play guitar. I have learned how to play guitar, but I don't play it. So I sing and we are going to share that bit of intimacy with our podcast subscribers. So I'm, I'm not sure everyone will be surprised, but uh, since you're very creative, but you're a beautiful singer. So you're creating, I, invite, I invite everyone uh, you're to, creating high expectations. to be surprised and to be really... La, la, don't expect too much. No, but, do expect too much. <laughs> no, no, no. But what I can guarantee is it's coming from my heart and it's coming from yes. your heart for sure. So. Yes. What I'm going to suggest is that you subscribe to the podcast newsletter. You're going to find the link either in the show notes if you're listening the audio podcast episode or in the description box below the video if you're watching this episode in my YouTube channel. Follow the link, subscribe to the podcast newsletter, and guess what? You're going to have access to this private little concert and the answer to this question from Dana, three ingredients for a fulfilling, long-lasting love relationship. Now, we are going to go into another question from Katarina, Katarina Kratovac. Okay. During your life together, what was the one single thing you discovered that most surprised you about your wife, that's me, either in her professional or her personal life? The thing that most surprised you in me, either in my work or in my I mean, personality. Uh, the, the very first time I saw a performance, mm. um, that surprised Again, it, it was not surprising, but was surprising since it mm. was, I could see the craft. Mm. It was like, okay, wow, wow. Uh, that at a professional level, at a personal level, level is how um, <laughs> the dimension of the powerful performer hmm. is also at the same time so gentle and so... Am I gentle? Yeah, you are very gentle. I don't see myself as yeah, a gentle are, person particularly. Gentle, Am I? Very sweet, very tender, yeah. Am I? Yeah, you are. 
I'm sorry to spoil everyone. That the I don't see myself. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying I'm a beast. I'm a beast. You know, that's not what no, I'm saying. But I, I don't side. see and myself. The beautiful thing is um, you have those two layers so far from each other and mm. all mixed into one, packed mm -hmm. into one. Now, Alana Essa, Alana asks, what do you do for work? What is your profession? People are always very mm. curious because mm. they think you're a musician, you are someone related with dance, with art, because it's common for dancers to, you know, to yeah. be in relationships with musicians for all sorts of reasons, you know. What is your profession? Are you a musician? Are you a dancer, a professional dancer, choreographer, uh, no. actor, <laughs> singer? <laughs> Explain no, what do I you work, do? I uh, work with sports. Um, I also, it's a big passion of mine. Um, and I work with sports in the field of sports. Mm -hmm. Nothing to do with art, guys. No. Nothing to do with art. So again, what we do professionally really does not define who we are and it certainly does not define our relationship no. it doesn't have that much weight also because i have to, i have to say i have to say something that the pe uh, um it's becoming very like a trend like those you should do what you love for work mm. and i have to say um it's not always possible we can try Mm -hmm. But the way the economic um, struggle and the economic pressure again, economy again, economy you know, yes. putting also we have to remember something. Um, we tend to say this because we probably uh, born and were raised in countries that do offer, and I know some countries do offer chances that you quit a job and you have a job in the other day. Mm. We are Portuguese. Oh, we don't have, we that. Don't have that. We don't have that no security. chance that in Portugal. Uh, so we are thought, what that implies is that when your thoughts and the education that you are given by your parents when you are young, uh, when you are being raised, is to find a job that gives you that security mm. and grab it forever. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I don't. I, I think we we should um, we should support um, our our children to pursue what to do what they love. Obviously, but I believe and I have uh, totally understanding that in many societies that is not possible. Mm -hmm. There is yeah. no chance to. There is no space even space to do it the context the environment uh, yes. has a huge yes. weight on people's so, uh, it lives just and that choices i love sports but for instance i would like to try another um a creative it's the way it is yeah. how it is to live with someone famous how do you deal with her agenda that's my agenda strength of character and independence i believe these are two different questions actually dealing with someone famous um i i actually think i will answer it for you i mean again mm. it was never a topic yeah it was never a topic. it was never a topic no. so no. and also the way i deal with my work for the ones who know me well i don't scratch it on people's faces in the sense mm -hmm. that again it's not who I am. It's my work. I don't know. Maybe so, if I would have met you 
through a, a performance or or when you were going to the TV, I don't know, but we met at the street. Uh, like, uh, but even even in those circumstances, I don't think it would have made a difference for you. Mm. As far as I know you, I don't think that yeah, it would yeah, have made me, a difference. No, me, no, very at honestly, all, all, it is all. not. It is not a theme. Not a theme uh, it is not a theme in our relationship. Yeah. And I might add, it is not a theme for me. Yeah. I never thought about, I want to be famous. Am I famous? Am I not? Mm. I just do my work. That's it. Even in Egypt, when I started, I was struggling. And I was struggling because mm. I was living exclusively from my work. And I had very clear goals. But my goals were never to be famous. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be the best dancer I could be. I wanted to work with the best musicians I could work with. I wanted to know my craft and the culture behind it at the deepest level. And I wanted to be the best professional I could be. Mm -hmm. So the word famous is not a part of my vocabulary. Yeah. I don't even think don't you, remember you ever I'm, heard well, me saying that word, like, no, I want to be I famous. I don't think about that. Actually, <laughs> that's not how I... That's when, oh, okay, yeah. That's but, not how I operate, and that's yeah. not how we operate with and each regarding other. Regarding the working hours, I believe it's the other way around, <laughs> that Joanna needs to cope with my working hours. Well, sometimes I also, I work too much, and you complain. I mean, yeah. you're working too much, no, so it has nothing think, to do with being famous. I don't know if... I should say our, our the students and the audience know, but at times you work 15 hours, 16 hours. Absolutely. Day, 17, which is mind-blowing. Oh, absolutely. And mind -blowing. always, always. Like from um, 7 a.m. until 10 p.m. Oh, yeah. Very often, very often. It's almost every day. Almost every day. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's almost every day. Um, and it's, you know what? I mean, blowing. I don't advise it to everyone because that's an overload of work. Although I have to um, say something. In your position that you have the school, when you have so much passion at the level you have for what you do, yeah, how that translates into workload uh, mm. and and actually pleasure, you know? Yeah. Also, I have a very deep sense of responsibility. You know, if I need to redo a choreography or redo a class or mm -hmm. improve something that I need to deliver it's in so a nice, course or whatever. So I will, I will not sleep if necessary. It's fine. Mm -hmm. And I will have to get it done because mm -hmm. there is a responsibility yeah, but towards... But we still have a lot of time for each other. Actually. Yeah, That's yeah, we do. What about my strength of character and independence? Is that something cool with you? Is that okay? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... I celebrate and I, I celebrate it because it really... Um stimulates me stimulates imagine that i would be having a conversation and my point would be always accepted and you always are agreed. so smart oh, oh so my smart. god you're a you're oh so my right god. All you the are time. so right all yeah. the time spot on <laughs> that is not me for sure now do you like arabic music or are you fed up with the rhythms Habibi under brackets? I love the rhythms Habibi, Alana. Do you like Arabic I music? I like Arabic music. I like the uh, the rhythm. I like the the all the sounds. I like the sounds of the Arabic world. I like the mm. sound of I already told you the call for prayer. Yes, it's from beautiful. the Muezzin when the Muezzin. 
it's, calls. It's beautiful. The it very is. first time I, I heard in Dubai, it was uh, when I was walking with a friend, uh, waiting for the second plane. Uh, we had a connection. Mm. I was really like, wow. Although, so although that is not so music, cozy, I know that's the recitation. Sound. I, I mentioned the sound. That's recitation, but it, it's music to my ears as well. Yes. It's so beautiful. It's beautiful. And and the Darbuk, um, I, I really love the Arabic rhythms, yeah. Actually, I don't make you listen to a lot of Arabic music because I don't listen to it when I'm not working. So when I'm working, I'm so focused on it and I I go so deeply into it. And when I'm not working, mostly I like to be in silence. I don't like to listen to music all the time. I I started, you listen more than me, yeah. Yeah, Um, I think my ears are tired, to be quite honest. It's been a long time, you know, working with Egyptian music, Mm. 25 years, Mm. guys, as a professional oriental dancer. So it's a long time dealing with music. And because. Much sports out of my work. There you go. Yeah. yeah, you already have more and than enough. And something is your work. Yeah, yeah. And the years need the refreshment. You know, yeah. the the years need to reset. I think that sometimes the the best thing for your listening abilities is silence. Yeah. When you work with music and when you work with it at the level of attention and detail that I do. I just want to be in silence. At the individual level, we should also vibrate in many directions, not only in one direction. Like uh, imagine that I work with sports and then Mm. outside I would be always like, I would be limited, uh, limiting me myself. Mm. Does he help you in your business? What does he do? Does he like it? Do Mm. you help me in my business? And do you like it? I do help. I I like to help because until it reaches a point of again the profession <laughs> professionist in me until it reaches the point where where everything is honoring the content the that I can w- without being a, a dancer mm. I can evaluate and I I believe it's um, it's top it's a level um it's very rich and it's delivered in a very passionate way and the correct way and until it gets there i will i will always um yes you push push me to 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 do better you are so much better with technology Hmm. with filming with sound Mm -hmm. quality you are much better also, and I think I mentioned Giving that the perspective of the, the perspective audience. Of the audience yes. There are a few things that you naturally do better than I, mm. and you actually share the wish of building an exceptional brand and an exceptional school. So you want me to do better yeah. and better and better. So there is your input in those things. And also... Not often, but sometimes I brainstorm with you. Yeah. What do you think? Do you think yeah, this yeah. course would work? Yeah, People yeah, would yeah. like it. Mm-hmm. Would they feel attracted to it? Would the it appeal? Of the um, you know, the, the structure. The structure, because again, you have a, a commercial business sense that doesn't come natural to me. 
And I don't say that with pride or shame. It is a fact. I know where I am very good. I know where I am exceptional and I know where I'm not good. Mm -hmm. And there are some things that I, I do, I learn, but they always come with effort. So mm -hmm. the business side of it, the commercial side of it, how others perceive my work and how they receive it and how yeah. they feel attracted to it. I'm not good at that. I'm, I'm just not good. I live in my own bubble. Mm -hmm. um, and that is wonderful because it allows me to be that creative uh, machine. But at the same time, I need someone who brings me a bit of reality. Uh, because you cannot have a thriving business without because it. Because I understand um, very often um, anyone that has something, have, have something to deliver at the commercial level mm. would value and would like the work to be delivered or received or valued in X way. Mm. And it's very hard to detach from the personal value that you're giving. Mm. But it's very important to have the perspective of the receiver. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And for that, pardon, it's the... Um, You have your input there. Yeah. Let's sure. close then because we went so, so, so deeply overboard mm. with time, but I believe it was worth it. So let's close the episode as I am going to close mm -hmm. with yes. every guest. Mm -hmm. So this is staple. We always start with the guest presenting him or herself, and then we always close with ping pong. That fast, that's fast question and answer. Mm -hmm. And recommendations. Let's go okay, to the yeah. ping pong. It comes without saying, I don't want you to think too much. I mm -hmm. want you to bring the word that pops into your head right ahead. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what is your favorite word? Justice, sympathy, love. Three words. Justice, sympathy, and love. Your favorite feeling Coziness, feeling cozy. I love being close to you and cozy. <laughs> What is your favorite food? A curry. In any curry. Indian curry. Favorite place? That would have to be Bali and in the ocean. One wish for yourself? That we... We reach our goals and that we, we stay like we are now, united and in love for, for the eternity. One wish for the world. I stop and think and reassess and check your values, have more empathy, more justice. Yeah. A positive change that everyone can do to empower themselves. Find find things that in, you enjoy to do, things that you never done before. We are very stuck in in routines and also afraid to experience and try new things. Hmm. Um, for instance, I I'm forty. I turned forty four, so. At 40, I started surfing and doing jiu-jitsu. And I really, it, 
really elevated my, you know, my... Your uh, mood, your, your enthusiasm. Mood, my... hmm. And and if I would never uh, put myself in the position of, let me try this, let me try that, let me try that, because I've tried other things that I didn't have, had joy, but in those things that we try... Um, some we will have joy and will accompany us for the rest of our lives. Yeah, but you have to try. You right? have to try. If you don't try, you don't yeah. know it's what. It's a very cliche, but <laughs> that that cliche sentence that yeah. I, I make fun, which is put yourself on there. <laughs> but ah, kill me! Put yourself out there. No, now but... you're gonna tell me about mindset, <laughs> and you're gonna tell me about the rice. Okay. No, we, we, have a, we have a thing with Put yourself wishes, out there. A thing with a funny, we have a, a, fun, a we have a, joke. By the way, uh, and this is truly, truly joke. intimate, we have a place where we buy cliches. <laughs> and we know when they are on promotion, <laughs> yes. so we get very good deals. But that's a secret, okay? <laughs> Now, recommendations. Yes. One book everyone should read. Um, a book that inspired me when I was... Uh, that touched me and got me emotion, uh, emotional uh, captains of the sands from George Amado. George Amado, mm -hmm. Brazilian, yes. author. Brazilian author. Mm -hmm. uh, it's for all ages, all, it's a light, very light. Capitães da Areia. Capitães da Areia, light read, mm -hmm. and it's about um, the life of the kids, street kids in Bahia, Brazil. Mm -hmm. One movie everyone should watch. I mean, uh, I could pick one very, uh, but uh, let me let me say the lobster. Doing we love we are we love to laugh. Yes, and we love humor. Yeah, and the lobster is and, very special. And let lobster. me know, guys. By the yes. way, if you have read uh, Captains, of, Captains the Sand, of the Sand, that's the translation. Yeah. And if you've watched The Lobster, Lobster let us which, know in the comments. With Colin Farrell, it's about Colin a, Farrell. It's a Greek. Mm -hmm. uh, that he, actually, he actually made the I Daniel Blake movie. Um, but yeah, it's a very interesting comedy. <laughs> One music everyone should listen to. Well, um, music. Um, I'm going to say an artist. Uh, which is my favorite, you know, Gregory mm. Alan Isakov. If you could share, Gregory <laughs> Alan Isakov, and one song by one Gregory song, Master and Hound. Uh, Master and also Hound. because it's very special for us. Um, mm. It's all. my favorite song from him. Yes, and, and we yeah. we we listened a lot in the beginning. Mm. Um, but it's Gregory Alan Isakov. Yeah, it's country indie, country not country, more indie. It's beautiful. Just it's, check it's it. It's beautiful. His Talking voice, about soulful and, he, and human. Poet, it's and imagine we spoke about the images he creates in his writing. Like uh, he writes so well. I threw stones at the stars and the whole sky fell. It just the way and then the cozy, the voice. It's very cozy. It's very soothing. Um yeah. And the first lines from Master and the Hound. Where were you? When I was still When kind. I was still kind. Yeah. Yeah. One word that uplifts your soul to close. And I'm, I'm not gonna answer the cliche. The cliche ones. A curry. 
a curry uplifts oh, that uplifts soul. your soul. Oh, yeah. oh yes. Oh yeah. yes. A curry. Curry. It, like really. Curry <laughs> is a word that ignites your heart in and yours as well. And mine as well for <laughs> yes. sure, for sure. A curry not to to also, I feel very, very good in, in the sea waiting for a wave to come. It's a moment that I, I discovered late in life. But that's again. not a word. Uh, it's a moment. Surf. 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 It's also Very good. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to share the references that Miguel shared with us, the book, the movie, the music or the singer music. in the show notes. So you're going to find them in the show notes in the audio format. And you're also going to find them in the description box below the video if you are watching this episode in my YouTube channel, okay? So I'm always going to share the recommendations from our guests and you are no exception. So we totally went far and beyond what I had planned in terms Did of we? timing for this episode. It's so long, but I must admit, I enjoyed it so much and... Um, what I do and what I've always done in my work is I do it for myself, first of mm -hmm. all. I do things that I feel are soulful, that I feel are inspiring, and then hopefully other people enjoy them as well. So this is no, no exception. Okay. Thank you so much for being my first guest. Okay. Again, there was no doubt in my mind you had to be my first guest yeah. for all sorts of reasons. You did not disappoint I do believe that people who have listened and watched us know by now exactly why I brought you as a guest. I'm pretty sure this is not the last time we are going to chat here because there are so many subjects yeah. I would like to pick your brain um, about. And I'm pretty sure they would result in incredible episodes for our audience. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. I am going to invite you once more to join the newsletter of the podcast. If you want to receive notifications of upcoming episodes with amazing guests, and also if you want to receive exclusive content that I'm going to share only with our subscribers, starting with the private concert between me and Miguel, our concert, and the question to the answer, what makes a fulfilling and long-lasting love relationship? Miguel is going to answer it, and I'm, I am also going to answer it, okay? But that's only for the subscribers of the podcast. I hope that's you. Can I do that thing of click and subscribe and activate the... Oh, you can do. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> what, is it here? It's not is it there? Is, is it? It, it is below. There. Somewhere, <laughs> somewhere below the video. Click on subscribe. <laughs> follow the channel. We don't have uh, only podcast episodes in my channel. There is a lot of dance content and a lot of new dance classes coming to the channel. So subscribe to the channel. Click on the notifications bell button so that you know every time we have new videos May that be a new podcast episode or other kind of content related to Egyptian dance and self-empowerment. But once again, if you want to meet us a little bit more, a little bit further and sing with us, join the podcast newsletter. Yes. Thank you, Miguel. Obrigada, amor. Okay. Mm -hmm.
now you have to imagine that I'm kissing him. I don't know if I can kiss you no. because YouTube may... Oh, yes. But I am going to ask our listeners and our viewers, and I'm going to ask you to imagine that I'm kissing you because I am. Thank you so much for being my first guest. I'm going to cry. And thank you so much for everything. <laughs> Uh, okay, I ended up crying. Thank you so much for being the person that you are and for making me believe that love, true love, is real. And um, I hope that everyone listening knows it's real. A big kiss, everyone. I'm crying, but I'm happy, okay? I will see you at our upcoming... Alanis Morissette. No. I think it's another lyrics. I'm, I'm just crying, making... but I'm happy. Uh, it's something I We will see each other very soon at the Oriental Cafe podcast. Join us in the newsletter. See you soon. Much, much love. Mm -hmm.